Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You know, you cuddle up with your uh, air conditioner out there. It's kind of soupy out there so feel free to give us a ring this morning uh usually the nine o'clock hour is the easiest uh, to get online and 10 o'clock you guys all wake up uh 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC WTIC. let's get right to uh some news here as uh, bob is setting up we've got uh vpn services nowadays more and more folks are considering vpn services uh as far as how you're going to connect to the internet to be a little more private right uh, you hear all sorts of commercials about VPN services, and what you're doing is you're tunneling uh, from your computer in your home or your or your your device uh, to a service. So you're kind of tunneling, and you're going to pop out uh, to then surf uh, the internet wherever you're going to go. And that that VPN, quote unquote, gives you privacy. Well, there was a little study that was done. Uh, this was done by a company called VPN Pro. So it's a little self-serving, but. Uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt, and I'll put this link up here for you. Analysis of the world's top VPN services conducted by the, uh, the privacy and security research firm VPN Pro revealed that the top 97 VPN services, 97, are owned by only 23 companies. Now, here's where it gets a little scary. Of the parent companies, six of them, six of the 23, are based in China. And information on these companies is often hidden to consumers, according to VPN Pro. Together, those six companies offer 29 of the world's VPN services. Uh, but researchers were able to piece together ownership information via company listings. So be careful here, guys. When you're, when you're choosing a VPN service to, to add to your, you know, your level of privacy on the Internet, you might find that there's folks listening to what you're doing that you didn't have any idea were doing so. Because a VPN, you're going to pop out right at the other side and you're going to surf. And you're on somebody else's servers, and whoever those servers are, it, it actually kind of makes sense if you think about it for China, right? China wants to control its its people's ability to see information, period. So, of course, they're going to offer free VPN services because they're hoping their own people plop on them. Well, they tried to outlaw VPN services in China there for a while. Oh, yeah. But I think they got smarter and said, well, let's do our own VPN services. Then we have the keys. And they wouldn't tell you that they're the ones doing it, right? So you, you can trick the general public into thinking they're being more secure. You're just actually telling them exactly where you're going. We'll just give it an American name. Exactly. So uh, very interesting. We'll put the link up here for you. But just choose your, your VPN service wisely. Um, uh, there's plenty of them out there. Uh, some of them are owned by companies uh, that, uh, that we've talked about here. Proton uh, is a company that's uh, uh, it's Swiss-based. 
uh, is an option. It's an option. It's free. Anything free, remember, you're the commodity. However, in this case, so far, they say they're not using your data or information to sell anybody anything. So, But then again, most companies don't do business out of the, the kindness of their hearts, period. So keep that in mind when you're on a VPN service. You may want to consider purchasing one if you want to. Well, there may be uh, companies that they might have like an, a commercial version that really supports the private version, if you will. Right. And, but the, the point is, though, you've got that secure VPN service. You've got your privacy. Which company is the one that's in, you know, in bed with the government? Right. If you're, if you're looking for privacy, you know, we just came off the 4th of July and our independence, right? You know, and all of a sudden you think about, geez, you know, I just want to surf privately, quote unquote. And which service do you use? Which one do you choose? Which one isn't working with the NSA or which one isn't working with governments around the world to say, hey, here's where Bob goes. Here's where Eric goes. It's who, who are you going to trust? I don't know. Hmm. Or do you just operate the way? Jimmy Carter does, and use paper and pencil. <laughs> Just work offline, disconnect. So we'll put the link up here for you. But as far as I'm concerned, there is no necessarily private anything on the Internet. I've said this forever. There's nothing you do digitally ever that's private, period. Just assume it's not. Go on, Bob. What do you got? <clears throat> Mad Magazine, as you now know it, will soon cease to exist. Aww. Some of us grew up with Mad Magazine, mm -hmm. and our parents kind of frowned on it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but Alfred E. Newman, yeah. and uh, this is kind of interesting. So it says you'll no longer be able to buy Mad Magazine on newsstands, and mm -hmm. there won't be any new original content outside of annuals. Mm -hmm. So what they're going to be is they're going to be more, a subscription service, and they're going to reuse some of the older articles, which are kind of timeless, if you will. Mm -hmm. But uh, the other part is that was interesting to me was yeah. my wife worked for Tom Hammond for a while. Okay. And he was the artist that did a lot of the uh, graphics oh, okay. for, wow. for uh, Mad Magazine. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, he's going back to his original thing, which was a character artist. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for instance, if you go up to Six Flags, mm -hmm. those uh, – you know, he used to have a contract. Those artists typically worked for him. So my wife worked for him for a while. As a caricature artist? As a caricature artist. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, they have them at, at uh, you know, Lake Compounds, but they're not associated with Tom Hammond. Mm -hmm. The quality of Tom Hammond's work is uh, a lot better. The artists are better. Gotcha. So, like, you know, he has con or had contracts with Disney and, you know, uh, these major theme parks all so over the country. Is he going to still be part of the Mag Mad Magazine illustrations or no no they're not going to do they're anything done. new they're kind of done so he's done still, done even though you have a subscription to it it's just a subscription to the old stuff well yeah well hmm. if you want to get it because see now it's available on noon newsstands until august right that'll be the last and issue. they're just going to close up shop and that's it well if you subscribe yeah you'll continue to get it oh there will be new but there will okay i got you i'm, mis I'm misunderstanding that okay so then what they're going to do is they're going to take articles out of the archives gotcha and reprint them Gotcha. Except once a year, they'll do some new original oh, okay. uh, artists. So that tells me that they're not selling enough to, yeah. to stay uh, right. stay afloat. Yep. So, you know, let's find another, another one's down. Another one bites another the dust. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people would say, good. <laughs> wow. It is a classic. I don't think I ever really spent too much time in Mad Magazine, but it is a, it is a classic. Well, yeah, it was kind of negative in, in a lot of ways to society. Well, yeah, it was like a, it was like what? I mean, it's like National it Lampoon. A, exactly. It was yeah. satirical, satirical yeah. about everything. 
And nowadays, nobody can take a joke. <laughs> yeah. Insulin pumps. Insulin pumps are recalled by the FDA for cybersecurity risks. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration is warning patients and healthcare providers that some insulin pumps carry cybersecurity risks. The alert published on June 27th uh, of this year, the FDA said that certain Medtronic Minimed insulin pumps carry a potential cybersecurity risk, and that patients with diabetes using these models should switch their insulin pumps to other models. And uh, the FDA has become aware that an unauthorized person someone other than the patient, uh, patient caregiver or health care provider, could potentially connect wirelessly to a nearby Minimed insulin pump with cybersecurity vulnerabilities. The alert goes on to say that the person could change the pump settings to either over-deliver insulin to the patient, leading to low blood sugar, or stop insulin delivery altogether, leading to high blood sugar. This is crazy. And uh, this has to do with uh, Medtronic, uh, Minimed 508, and Paradigm insulin pumps. And basically, they're, Medtronic is saying, we can't update them. They can't be updated. You can't fix them. Uh, so you got to change them. got to buy a new one. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, it's kind of freaky out there. that The technology that you're trying to use to keep yourself alive, they really should have some basic security built into them. But they don't. They just figure out how to get the pump to work, which is hard enough. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure that folks that have diabetes, these 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 uh, insulin pumps are lifesavers. But imagine well, the, the risk. Therapy- who wants to break into an insulin pump? Uh, only somebody who wants you dead. <laughs> exactly. Um, or so, thinks that that's fun. I don't know about, about being fun, but we'll put a link up here for you, and you can read about this if you have one of these Medtronic pumps, and you happen to be somebody who has enemies. <laughs> uh, be aware. Okay. What's going on, Bob? All right. This is something I thought was interesting. Mm. Lee Iacocca. Oh, boy. Titan of the automotive industry is dead at 94. Wow. Iacocca did more to change the face of the modern automotive industry than almost any other single person. Mm. Uh, he was responsible for the Ford Mustang, by the way. The Mustang, really? The Ford Mustang and the Pinto. Mm. And he was uh, uh, he was a CEO or chairman at uh, Ford for a while, but mm. he had a lot of uh, issues. He would argue a lot with Henry Ford II. Gotcha. And eventually they got him out. So then he took over at Chrysler. Right. And he was the spokesperson, and he would come out and famously say, if you can find a better car elsewhere, buy it. Right. So, you know, see, he uh, had complications from Parkinson's, and uh, so he passed, and Hmm. he was kind of an interesting person. No, I remember him in the 80s. Didn't, I mean, he kind of, either he drove them to bankruptcy or tried to get them out of, I mean, they were having He got them out. Out, okay. They were almost. Oh, wait, didn't he, wasn't he the only guy who borrowed money from the government at that time and paid it all back? Yes, yeah, yes. so he got a bailout, and he paid it back. And he, and he saved the company, Yeah. okay? So uh, the uh, representatives over at FCA, which now own Chrysler, mm-hmm. said, we are committed to ensuring that Chrysler, now FCA, is such a company, an example of commitment and respect known for excellence as well as for its contribution to the society. Hmm. His legacy is the resilience and unshakable faith in the future that live up to men and go on to higher expectations. Oh, great. Yeah, he was born in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Allentown? Allentown, yep. Nice. Oh. Allentown, Pennsylvania, attended Princeton University. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was at Ford and created the Mustang, the Escort, and the Pinto. Ah. Yeah, until he was fired. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. All right, so we're going to be here until 11 o'clock, guys. Four lines open for you on this soupy Saturday. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll do our best to take your computer comments, questions, and concerns. And, then of course, we'll post everything we talked about live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. We'll be right back.
And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Still four lines open. You guys clearly are on vacation. Maybe we should have been too. <laughs> but we're here live for you guys. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, while we wait for your calls. I was looking. There's some new... So there, We always talk about two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication as far as trying to protect your accounts, right, from a hacker, where you have maybe a, a little dongle, those, those UBI keys as your second factor, or your cell phone as your second factor. And we had um, uh, our guest last week talked about how his phone was SIM-jacked, uh, which meant his two-factor authentication was sent to the bad guy. Um, but there's, there's other things you have to really think about when it comes to multi-factor authentication when you're going to websites that I figured I'd bring up, considering you guys are all... Uh, on vacation. Um, and that's the fact that if you're going to be a target of a cyber hack, having the multi-factor authentication is great for the average, you know, dingling hacker out there who's just going to go ahead and take, you know, the, uh, the Yahoo uh, hacks and use your password that you used at Yahoo on your LinkedIn account or use the same password on what have you. If you don't have two-factor authentication in place, he's going to hack that very or he or she, either either one of them, will hack it very easily. And the multi-factor kind of puts a little barrier in front of them. The problem lies in this basic fact, though. Once you have been authorized by the site you're going to, whether the multi-factor occurred, let's say you have five factors that you have to make yourself authorized to use your bank account, for say. So you have to put a password in, they send you a text to your phone, you have a dongle on your keychain, and a retinal scan, and then they get you access to your bank account online. Well, the one flaw in this technology is that every single company, whether it's Microsoft, whether it's any kind of host provider, when you've been authenticated, the ticket or token they give you is the same for everybody. There is no specific authenticated, you know, Bob Shorey token that has these five factors attached to it. It is just you're an authorized user token. And my point here is that if you're ever spearfished, and a spearfishing campaign is won by the bad guys actually have researched you and they have figured out, hey, you know what? This guy doesn't hasn't paid his taxes in a while to his town. Um, I'm going to go ahead and spearfish this guy, act like I'm the town, and try to trick him into logging in with credentials. Or I'm going to, this guy has a, a bank account at this location. I'm going to act like I'm the bank, and I'm going to try to trick him into authenticating. So when they use these spearfishing campaigns, you click on the link within that email that really looks like, you know, Webster Bank, whatever bank you might be using. They're in the background collecting your authenticated ticket. So you've authenticated, the bank gives you the ticket, and then they log in as you. Drop your connection, and now, boom, they're off to the races because they you fell for a phishing campaign by clicking on something or clicking on a link within an email. So all your two-factor or multi-factor doesn't help you guys when they give you the authenticated token. And so this is another reason what we should probably add to our comments about when you're doing any kind of online banking or online financial work that computer that you're using should never have email on it. It should only be used for those things. And never, ever respond to an email 
in your other computer having to do with your financial institution. All email is a risk because they can spearfish you. They can, and that's where security awareness training comes in for most small to mid-sized businesses. We offer security awareness training to our customers, and it hopes to kind of give them some some knowledge or tools into the fact that you can be tricked into clicking on this stuff, and your multi-factor can be defeated if these hackers are a little more sophisticated and are using these spear phishing campaigns to target you specifically. They pretty much, if they're going to target you specifically, you're pretty much going to you're going to give up the ghost because they're going to be right with you on your computer when you become authenticated, and that golden ticket comes over. They're going to now act as you. So now I'm not trying to tell you not to do multi-factor, but don't think that you're safe from multi-factor, uh, safe because of multi-factor. You, it's, you still have to be vigilant these days if they're going to target you. Uh, let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Declan uh, and Avon. Hey, Declan, what's up? Hey, good morning, Eric. How are you? Good, good. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, I recently took your advice and I bought the WebRoot. Oh, great. Sure. Uh, I got the subscription where you could apply it to three different devices, so I have it on my, my desktop, laptop, and my phone. Nice. The only thing about that is I never see it uh, looking for updates, like definitions, uh, like you would see with malware bytes or antivirus program. It never Correct. seems to look for the, the latest definitions. Correct, because it doesn't use definition-based antivirus. We think it's smarter. So uh, if you look at most definition-based antivirus programs, if you think of a flu shot, right, and you go and get your flu shot every year, right? Yeah. It's a little tiny little little shot in your arm, right? Antivirus, if you had to actually equate antivirus to a flu shot, you would need a tanker truck, right? For, verse of, uh, full of definitions, right? Shot into your computer. Uh-huh. Webroot says, I'm not even going to look at definitions. I'm going to look at processes. And I'm going to look at valid processes on this computer or on this phone. And as long as it's a valid process, I'm going to allow it to happen. So it doesn't have to look at a definition. It just says, oh, he's running Word. That's a valid process. Go ahead. Whenever it sees something alien or, or out of the ordinary, it just stops the process. Okay. So it works differently. So, so on different URLs, it'll be looking for that as well if there's any threat? If you're using that, that service uh, as well as part of the WebRoot uh, suite, yes. Um, I would recommend still implementing OpenDNS, though. Yeah, I did, I did implement that, the OpenDNS. Good. Um, I did it on my my laptop, which is kind of my main machine in my house. Yeah. Do I do I just do that once, or do I have to go through every machine and do that? Every machine, unless you do it on your firewall. So if you implement OpenDNS on your firewall, where it hands out the URL, the uh, the IPs, you'll be uh, much safer. Part of your DHCP setup. Right. Like well, I did that. I followed your instructions that you posted on on your website. Uh, I went through there. Good. So it seemed like it was logging into the uh, modem. Well, yeah. So if you you could do a test, I mean, they've got tests you can uh, see if your your Open DNS is active, and if you have your own firewall, you can configure it so that anybody who comes into your network is automatically protected by Open DNS, uh, which is kind of handy. Okay. Is that that bad guys website? Yeah. The Internet bad guys. You just check Internet that, bad guys. and it'll see if uh, you're protected or not. The Internet Bad Guys okay. is not a malicious site. It's just one that says, "Oh yeah, you know, you're, you're, right. you've got Open DNS running." So, yeah. check that. Otherwise, you do have to put it on each computer or each system if you're going to do it a la carte that way. Okay, got it. All right. All right. Well, thanks very much. Hey, thanks for the call. 
So yeah, that Webroot offers a different type of uh, virus scanning. Much more, much more intelligent, I think. We're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You want to talk about multi-factor authentication? That's great. You want to talk about SIM jacking? Fine. You want to talk about our kids? We may have to do that. We always, we always warn you. So uh, we're here till 11 o'clock. If you ever had trouble getting through, seems like a light morning this morning. We're going to be able to help you out. Stick around. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We have three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Feel free to get online. Again, it's going to be a light morning because everyone's on vacation, and clearly we should take a day off, Bob. That's what we should have done. I don't know what we're thinking. Come in here, you know, get ourselves out of bed and, you know, drive into the station and boot up our computers and well, everyone's enjoying the, the delusion that people might actually want to listen to us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so uh, we're here. We're working for you guys. Let's go to David at North Haven first. What's going on, David? Yeah, good morning, good morning. Eric and Bob. <clears throat> Appreciate your show. Thanks. Uh, I have a question. Well, now I have two of them. Sure. On that open DNS. Yes, sir. If I have, I can't seem to put it on my modem. Is it just as effective if I put it on my computer? Yes. So if you just okay. have a modem, a modem's not very smart. It's not really uh, what you want there. You want your own firewall if you want to protect your entire home. Uh, but, uh, yes, you can. it's just as effective if you put it on your individual computers. And when we say okay. put it on, guys, we really mean yeah. configure. You're not putting anything yep. on anything. You're just configuring yep. a couple of IP addresses. I understand. So. Uh, the, the question I had is I'm trying to access a camera remotely and to get that to pass through the firewall. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, is this a third-party firewall, David? Is it something that you got from the internet provider or is it your own? No, just, just the internet. It's on the, it's on the modem itself. All right. Uh, I think I set it up. I used NAT gaming okay. and I set it up. All right. But uh, when I'm out of my local IP. Yes. Would I would I put in my public IP or I just still use the one that I have for my camera? Great question. So you 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 can't use a local IP when you're outside your network by default. Your app that's the camera app should be smart enough to have configured that public IP for you. Uh, but you need to get to your public IP, which is going to change on you all the time because you're not paying for a static. Go ahead, Bob. Well, some uh, security systems allow you to open up a uh, uh, a port, uh, an account in a portal. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. And then your uh, system will report to the portal. Right. And then if you have a change in IP, it'll tell it. So then your smartphone goes up to the portal, right. finds out what the IP address is, and it goes through. But you still have to open certain ports depending on the make and model of your uh, of your security system. Right. Okay, yeah, I opened the port, but my question is if I use my public IP or... Well, you'd, you'd use your public if you're going to get to the raw camera, but yeah. to Bob's point, the, the quote-unquote cloud is your intermediary, right? So to make it easier for people, the cameras are going to speak to the cloud, and then you're going to speak to the cloud from your external location rather than trying to speak directly to the camera inside your system, I so think. if you have so a business... If you have yeah. a business account 
right. then you're going to have, or you which you should order static IPs from them, which cost you a little more money. Right. Okay. But if you have a just a generic homeowner's account, right, residential account, then you're going to have a dynamic IP, which changes right. at the whim of the, uh, you know, cable company. Right. So, in that those cases, what you need to do is, you know, if the uh, system that you purchased has that option, you can open up an account in their portal. Right. And then that system will look up to the portal and then uh, it'll log into that and it'll update, the portal will update what your IP address is because that system is phoning home every now and again to keep it up to date. Does that make sense, David? Uh, in a way, but you're saying basically that it's easier if I use some kind of an application. I just can't do it off my phone without some kind of an app. Right. So, are you trying to do a DIY security system where you bought like a? Yeah. Ah. No, it's a yeah. I I something I bought myself and I'm trying to set it up. So it you didn't come with any software. That's your problem. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, and you it depends on how geeky you are, but you can't do this without a, without a static IP. Then, if you want to have your own well, David from North Haven security system. You need yep. a static IP on your firewall. You need to open the right ports that can talk right to your your camera. And then, of course, you'll need some level of app to view whatever the camera sees. So okay. I think you're going to go through a awful lot of heck to make this work. All right. Unless I, you're really geeky. I downloaded an application called Anycam, and it yeah. seems, of course, it works in my home. Right. I haven't been able to reach outside yet. I don't know. Well, the Anycam needs some sort of intermediary. Right, you need to like Bob says. You either need to have the data go to the cloud and have the yep. AnyCam app access a cloud repository or a cloud connection for that data, okay. or you have to have a static IP you pay for, and then the, and, and then open the ports and have the AnyCam app go to your public IP that then translates to your private CAM IP. So you still have to set up port forwarding, right, on yep. your firewall for typically it'll be three or four ports that you have to forward. To your, your specific camera system. IP. Yes. So that camera IP has to be static internally, 192.168.1.6, let's say. And okay. then your public IP, whatever that is, has to be static. Yeah. And then all this configuration has to be done. If this modem router thing that you're using is yeah. from the internet provider, Frontier, yeah. you're going to waste all your time. You, the moment, The moment you have an internet problem, they're going to default that thing. So all your ports are going to go away. It's all going to, so don't even, don't even bother. You're just going to waste your time. All right. So you should. I've had, I've had this for like five, six years, and the IP has been the same ever since. Really? Well, that's yeah. pretty unique. But he don't... hasn't rebooted his router. <laughs> don't expect that? that. He hasn't thought you haven't rebooted your router. Or your oh, motor. yeah. I do that constantly. Well, that's weird you have the same IP, but that's fine. Uh, but my point is all your configurations, yeah, all your open ports, all your yep. setup will go away when you have an Internet problem because the, the Frontier guys are going to probably default your device. That could change next oh. week. Yeah, it would, <laughs> it would be awful if you spend too much time on it. You should get your own firewall router. That way it's okay. not um, beholden to the Internet provider, if that makes sense. All right. sounds like I need an application. It's just too hard to do it this way. Well, you might find the answer in your in your manual if you have one, or you might be able to find a manual that, for it online. There's a lot of great cam systems too that are out there that do this for you and kind of keep it, you know, kind of idiot proof, you know, so anybody can just plug it in. Thank you. But no, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. But just make sure you secure it, right, David? Because a lot of these cameras are not secured, and you become a list of cams that people can watch uh, in their leisure just to see what's going on at David and North Haven's house. 
Well, you need to have a password to get into my... Into your what? Into my camera. Oh, so when you have the AnyCam software, it asks you for a password? Yep. Oh, well, that's a good step. Well, most of them do, but you want to make sure that you change the default password. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. I have my own password. Nobody can look at the camera unless they have my password. Well, what did you use? Was it a good one? What's that? Your password. Password? Yeah. Oh, you want me to give it to you? <laughs> It's it's my own it's my own spear phishing on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get enough of those online, don't you? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, David, it sounds like you're you're fairly geeky and you're kind of moving toward the right direction. But I think you're going to find yourself spending an awful lot of time, and then it's going to get defaulted on you. I know it hasn't happened yet, but it's gonna. Well, does the NAT and gaming pass through work the same as an IP pass through? NAT. Well, yeah, you're going to do NAT pass through. Yeah, I can only do one or the other. Pick one, pick one and try it. Pick the other one and try it. I mean, you have to you have to try them both to see how it's going to pass the data and the ports uh, to talk yep. to your your modem. I'm sorry, your camera. But you got to yeah. be specific on the public IP. You can't be trying to to see your internal IP. You have to go through the, through the public IP when you're outside of your network, if that makes sense. So, okay, that's what I would put in the public IP, and then that should pass through to my camera. As long as you've told the, the firewall point. to do that. Yep. And uh, just turn uh, off turn off your Wi-Fi on your phone, and now you're on the public network, and then you can just sit there in your in your home and try to figure this out. Yeah, right. Sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. Good luck, David. It's it's definitely you're you're taking on a challenge to try to do it yourself with a DIY. I noticed. <laughs> Thank you very much. I do appreciate you guys. Our pleasure. Even Thank though you. it's a holiday and you're kind of lonesome. Yeah. You know, Where is everybody? Are, yeah. Well, you know how it is. It's hot out on the beach. I know. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We are live here at Computer Talk with Tab. We're here in the studios on the shores of Lake Salhany, as it's it's known. Uh, Here to help you out with your computer problems, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. We'll be right back. Sends you a Facebook request. You only find out they're racist after you accept. There's free office cake on the first day of your diet. It's like they announce a new iPhone the day after you buy it. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? It's like swiping on your future soulmate. That's a great little tune they did, uh, a little remake of Alanis Morissette's Isn't It Ironic? I thought I wanted I've meant to play it so many times, and we'll put a link up to it on computertalkwithtab.com. It's kind of funny. Kind of bringing in the modern, modern issues we all face. Swiping left on your soulmate. Thankfully, my wife and I have been together about 30 years, so... I didn't have left or wife left or right swiping 
<laughs> we were dating. Uh, but uh, I guess that is a problem if you swipe the wrong way. And, oh, that was the one I want. Oh, geez. Oops. <laughs> you just toss the person away like that with a left swipe or a right swipe. I don't know. Well, my smartphone when I grew up had a rotary dial. <laughs> right. So we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Thank you guys for joining us on this uh, soupy Saturday morning. Uh, one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We're going to go to Frank in Portland first. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Good. I have a question. If you have a separate computer just for financial stuff only, right? do you still need antivirus? Yes, it? yes. Okay. Um, why? Because you can't be trusted, Frank. <laughs> That's really the simple answer. Uh, you can't be trusted, and you can't trust you can't trust anything when it comes to when you bring up a browser. Uh, if you're if you're surfing naked on the internet without antivirus or that open DNS, you just can't trust it. Um, so you definitely need antivirus. You definitely want to have open DNS configured on that separate financial laptop or, or computer, even though you're not you say you're not going to go anywhere uh, else, okay. but doing your your work on on there. And I would not configure email either. Um, the more I think about it, to make sure you can't get a single email on that computer, right, right, and uh, because that's how you'll be tricked into letting the bad guy in. But definitely, yeah, I was thinking if you if you went specifically to the site for like a Fidelity or a Vanguard or something like that, right. But I guess you're saying you can make a mistake and go to the wrong place. You may not make the mistake. They might make the mistake. The DNS setting, the, the DNS information could be uh, mistaken. You can't trust the system. You can't trust any of it to be perfectly run right i mean come on we're all human right so uh we've we've had people routing dns queries through china right i mean your tra web traffic through china because of an errant um edit in a, in in um you know dns configurations for servers that shouldn't happen right you know the moment you hire a geek to do anything right these guys you can't trust it so because i know how the sausage is made period do anything you can to protect yourself. <laughs> okay. So even on a computer like that, you still take all of the steps that you would take on any computer? Yes, that's what okay. I would do. If you still want to go online and do your banking online. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> banking versus um, like a Financial Fidelity planning. or a, a Vanguard. I was thinking with, with a bank, like going to a, a local bank or something, I'd, I'd be definitely more cautious on that. But I was thinking these bigger institutions. But uh, Oh, come like... on. These bigger institutions. Heck, the same bigger institutions said these uh, derivative mortgages were a great thing, right? And more... Wasn't it Moody's that was saying these great uh, mortgage-backed securities in 2008 were like super you know, reliable and valuable? Go oh, put your money there. You can't trust these big institutions any more than anything else. Yeah, right. You convinced me. I'm going to dig a hole in the backyard and start burying stuff. Yeah, I mean, I could... and that was off the top of my head. I mean, big institutions. Give me a break. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're Appreciate welcome. It. Thank you for asking the question, Frank. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, Have you heard of Enron, guys? Come on. <laughs> Company stock? <laughs> Jenny Crickets. Well, nobody lies. No. Come on. Uh, but, but bearing in the backyard, we've had some politicians that have done that. <laughs> we won't even go there well, either. The problem is if the, if the government finds out about it, they'll tax it. Oh, yeah. They put their money in their freezer. Well, Remember that guy? The, the <laughs> property will be worth that much more money. I get, right, right. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Uh, it's amazing we all get up in the morning anyways these days. Let's go to Will in Southington. What's going on, Will? Good morning. Morning. I have talked to you a long time ago. I'm back again. Hey, welcome back, sir. Oh, welcome back. Yeah, I, good to talk to, to you people again. Thank you. Uh, I'm not that great with computers, but I do search and do a lot 
lot of uh, holistic study and so forth, okay? I've had about maybe two pop-ups in the past few months mm-hmm. uh, on uh, the, what do you call the windows? I forgot what I'm going to say now. Oh, boy. Yeah, are you getting pop-ups that say you're supposed to call Windows number? Windows 7, I have Windows 7, mm. uh, is going to be closing down. Correct. And I have to eventually get Windows 10. Uh, any suggestions? Uh, should, I, should I just go to Walmart and look at their catalog? Or uh, I'm not sure where, where to go here. Now, I also have a Canon mm-hmm. uh, printer up on top. And when I my first one crashed, uh, say, about four months ago. Yeah. So... Uh, I had to buy another one through Canon, mm-hmm. and the Canon uh, gentleman, he was very good, very, mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was able to get the signal to match uh, and, or accept from the computer to the printer. Nice. So, when I, when I, so if I see something interesting, holistically or whatever, yeah. I can print it out from the computer yeah. or just do copies up on top. Sure, sure. So that's working good now. Once I get a Windows 10, mm. do I have to call them up again? Maybe. Uh, probably not. To all redone again, to signal? Probably, probably not. It depends Maybe on not. how smart the uh, the printer is with Windows 10. How old is the computer, Will? It's olive. Olive? Is it olive green? Oh, you're going to say all of... <laughs> year, years, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, I'd say eight years, plus or minus. Oh, all right. It served you well. You're going to retire this. You're not going to upgrade it. Your protection will be gone, but some computers, if they're four years and younger and have a current enough CPU, you can no, upgrade from it's Windows. Slow. Yeah, 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 you're done. It's so, slow. yeah, go out and get a new system. But, um, uh, what do you suggest? Uh, just look in the Walmart catalog, or should I? Uh, I'm not sure where to go for a new one. Well, there's a lot of companies that'll sell you a computer locally. I would, I would direct you to a company like Staples to buy a, a, a computer. Uh, you look, you're going to look at like a, a good i5, right? You're going to want, and, and not all i5 systems. If you find a $300 i5 system, Same Wi-Fi, it'll all, all of them, many of them will have Wi-Fi capabilities. Uh, okay. But if you have a $300 i5 based system and a, and a $700 i5 based system. It's not that they're the same guys, just because they both say i5. There's there's technology inside them that makes them more expensive, and better quality, and better performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get some really low end i5 systems that are going to perform really bad for you for many years, or you can get a good quality one that'll give you a good six or seven. In your case, Money eight years of service. There? Money does talk. So oh boy. i5, eight eight to sixteen yeah, gigs. Talking, not come too, too clear. I have an old landline. Oh, they saying WIFI. I'm not. I'm saying I. As in you, I, or me, five. Oh, okay. The number yeah. five. That's an I-5 I- processor. That's the engine of the computer. Eighth gen. Eighth. I-F-I? I-5. <laughs> I- I-F-I. I know it's I-5. Eighth gen. Eighth to ninth gen. Uh, whichever gen you can find. And if you look in the price range of around 750 or better for the machine, it should give you a good long time of service the way your current computer has. Wow, we. That's a lot of bucks. It's, it is, but comparatively it's not. When we started with computers, when they said PCs were going to be dead 25 years ago, a computer cost about 3000 to $4,000 for the computer. Mm-hmm. Now you can get something that can launch 10 space shuttles for under a grand. So oh. it's, an, it's amazing technology, but I hear you. Don't, but don't spend too little, Will, because you're not going to – you clearly spent enough money on the current machine to give you eight years of service. around 300 or so at uh, 
uh, what do you call it? big buyers? I forget what you call it. That's that. okay. Or, uh, Best buy eight years ago. Approximately. Well, you did very well then. Uh, Maybe up, it was a deal. Near uh, Newington, uh, yeah. where Trader Joe's is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the name of that store there. Yeah. Big, big buy, big buy. Best buy. But you can go there. You, you, Best buy is it? Yeah, it's an option too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't spend but too I little. Have Walmart in, in my hometown here. Okay. And they have a lot of different options too. You can so, go there too. Now, should I get one that's the computer and the monitor is all one unit? I wouldn't recommend that. No. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Just get the computer. Yeah. Uh huh. If one component fails, you're kind of toast. Yeah. I couldn't hear you. If one component fails, he said, you're kind of toast okay, with the yeah, all-in-one. Yeah. To quote Bob. Uh huh. Now, what about all the iFi's? Uh, I got maybe a dozen and a half. They've been put on through the years. All the uh, what? Is that what you call the little the, the little blocks? The little that blocks. You click, double click on. I call them iFi's. Is that what they are? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Icons? Icons, icons. Okay. Icons. Oh, those yeah, icons. I'm not a computer person. That's okay, sir. That's we're, And we're just trying to understand you. Yeah. Your icons are going to be different. Everything's going to be different. Uh, you're going to have to learn a whole new operating system, and I think wow. it's going to definitely impact you. So how do I get on when you want to double-click? You'll be double-clicking on little uh, windows versus uh, icons. I uh-huh. think you may want to consider uh, an adult course at the high school, maybe, if they offer... Uh, computer courses or at the senior center. They might offer courses there you may want to take advantage of in science and to see if they can help you with learning Windows 10 before you pick it up. I think you're going to would find it valuable. Okay, okay then suggestion. In AARP, they have computers for seniors. Okay, well, I got to... Have you ever seen that? I have not, Will, but I got to go to a, a hard break here. I got to let you go. Okay. Sorry, bud. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.